Welcome to Ruben's Tax Podcast. This is brought to you by Tax Professionals of Austin. The following podcast is intended to be for entertainment and educational purposes. This podcast should not be used as a substitution for legal or tax advice. Listeners, sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. My name is Ruben Valdez. I am an enrolled agent and a U.S. Tax Corps practitioner. I specialize in tax controversy and tax resolution. But before I continue, I do want to talk about what my credentials mean and who I am. Enrolled agent is not a common credential, which, let me rephrase, is common within the tax industry, but not within the American people. And that is something that I do want to clarify what an enrolled agent is and what do we do? And then also, what in the world is a U.S. Tax Corps practitioner? Let's start with a little history lesson here. The enrolled agent designation was actually created back in 1884 by an act of Congress to fight against fraudulent Civil War loss claims. When the first income tax law became effective back in 1913, the enrolled agent role expanded to include claims for monetary relief for citizens whose taxes had become inequitable. As tax law became more complex, enrolled agents were called upon to prepare tax forms and represent the clients at audits. Therefore, in 1941, the Department of Treasury wrote Circular 230, which, as we know, as tax practitioners, 230 is very important for us, which was the first publication to specify the rules and regulations that govern enroll agents' procedure, practice, and enrollment. Enroll agents are federally authorized tax practitioners, and we are empowered by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. We represent taxpayers before the Internal Revenue Service at all levels, including audits, collections, and appeals. The enroll agent currently, there's two ways to get to that credential. One is through passing a three-part special enrollment examination or through previous employment at the IRS. The enroll agent credential is the highest awarded credential by the Internal Revenue Service. It is a credential that allows us to represent taxpayers and the taxpayers are receiving a fair and just treatment just as the law intends. Now, my other credential is U.S. Tax Corps Practitioner. This particular credential, you see, before you get admitted to practice before the U.S. Tax Corps, the traditional way is that you have to become an attorney. You go to bachelor's. Once you graduate from your bachelor's, you take the LSAT. You go to law school. Once you get your JD, you take your bar exam at your state level. Then after you are admitted and you pass your bar exams in the highest court of your state, you can apply for admission at the U.S. Tax Court. You see, the tax court allows non-attorneys to be admitted. That sounds like a good deal, right? Well, not so fast. The issue here is that the tax court allows non-attorneys to be admitted, 
but they do have to pass a very challenging written examination. This exam is actually given every two years. Due to the pandemic, they actually have to skip the year, but it's given every two years, and it's a written examination. I know that lately they have been transitioning to electronic, but it's a written examination. It's not multiple choice. Technically show up, get a blue book, and you write all your answers on your blue book. It's primarily composed of short answer questions. There are questions that are true or false. However, most of them are short answers, and they want to test your knowledge overall about case law and the application of law and they want to make sure that if they admit you you are familiar with their rules um, and procedures and also with their rulings how do the tax court rule that's what they want you to know the exam is divided into four parts you get tested on federal taxation in tax court rules of practice and procedures in evidence and legal ethics this Examination again, you have to take it all at once. And me in particular, I went to Washington, D.C. back in 2018, sat down for the exam and was able to pass it in my first try, which that was an overwhelming task. I must say this was a an exam that was extremely difficult because there was so much information you see, the tax court just expects you to know pretty much everything because they can test you over anything they want. So therefore, you must know everything before you walk in into that exam. And that's what makes it very challenging. The material in itself is difficult, but the overwhelming amount of information is what makes this exam in particular difficult. And the pass rates themselves demonstrate this. The range from 2000 to 2018, according to the tax score, it ranges from 5% to 19% pass rates. So it is not a, an easy exam. It is definitely a task that is going to consume a lot of your time. But I strongly recommend for the tax professionals that want to expand their knowledge or they want to learn more about the court, learn about case law, and assist their clients even further to try to take this exam. Don't go with the expectation of passing it, but go with an expectation that you're going to learn a lot of information. Because even if I would have not passed this exam, I would have been extremely content because I've learned so much. There's approximately less than 300 people that have ever pass this exam in the world. So it is an exam that is extremely difficult. And then also, I do believe that there's a lot of qualified individuals out there, but some of them may not know about this exam either, because again, they know about the traditional routes of how to get admitted into tax court, which is you becoming an attorney. When you become an attorney, you can apply for admissions, but Again, a lot of the people just go through the traditional route, becoming an attorney. And the same thing comes with the enrolled agent credential. A lot of the a lot of the American people believe that whenever I have a tax problem, I should reach out to my CPA. 
You see, CPAs have an extensive knowledge in accounting, but they may not necessarily specialize in tax. However, some may do. That is when you as a client or as a taxpayer should probably interview, should probably interview the tax professional and try to figure out what their experience and their forte is. This podcast is designed for people you and me as taxpayers of the United States of America to learn about our tax system, but it's also designed for tax professionals or tax preparers that are entering this industry to give tips of practice and to motivate each other in this industry. And I hope that you find this podcast extremely useful due to the fact that there's podcasts out there that talk about a lot of stuff, but there's not that many tax podcasts for the everyday people and then also our tax preparers that are barely starting out and launching their career. So this podcast is actually designed also for you. We will be having advanced, very advanced topics later on, but I do want to start with the basics. I believe that a lot of people may benefit from this, including not just tax preparers, but then also taxpayers, the American people, that we are subject to U.S. taxation rules. So we will be benefiting from this. And of course, some other tax professionals, it's always good to go back to the basics, review them once in a while, because sometimes we're living up in the air with a very advanced stuff. We even tend to forget the basics sometimes, right? So it's actually quite interesting. It's going to be good. And I hope you enjoy. In the earlier years of my career, I actually worked in my family's accounting firm. My mother is a certified public accountant, and I would generally assist her with very simple tasks. Even I'm talking back in, you know, middle school and high school. I would I would be the person filing all the documents in the filing cabinets. I would be the people sometimes, you know, inputting information in the computer. Obviously, I was not authorized to finish a return, but I would help my mother once in a while with a lot of the tech stuff. So once I once I became 18, I actually started preparing individual income taxes. You know, the individual income taxes were exciting at first, but then they became a little monotone and, and boring because I was just involved in the preparation of it. So not really tax planning, nothing. It was just more like clients showing up to my office and I want to prepare my income tax return. I would explain the credits, the deductions, and that's about it. And here's your refund. And then they would just, you know, pay me and leave. But not too much of actually thinking work when it comes to tax planning or anything of of that nature. So therefore, I found the industry as far as tax preparation a little monotone, the business world as well, such as corporations and partnerships and obviously Schedule C's, which is whenever you're a sole proprietor and like an independent contractor for those listeners that um, are not tax professionals. So yeah, like an independent contractor and you will report everything on your schedule C that will flow through to your 1040 and then you will pay your tax. So I started exploring that 
that side of things. And I became specifically interested. That is where I decided to continue with this career. In my earlier years, I was in college and I did graduate college with a biology degree. And my original pathway was to go to medical school. Well, for one reason or another, I just continued to stay in this path because I had been in this industry for so long. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. I'm good at this. People like my service. So I'm just going to stay in the tax world. So I did. And here I am 15 years later. Uh, in my family accounting firm, uh, we would offer accounting, payroll, and other tax services. However, I did notice that from time to time, there was clients that would receive notices from IRS. Many of them would opt to respond on their own. Others would come in to seek advice from my mother or from other tax professionals within the office. You see, obviously we would respond to all the IRS notices, but I did notice that we were not always prepared to detect what the problem was so we will receive notices. Therefore, we tried to help, and many times it would resolve the issue, or at times the issue would just be ongoing and not resolve. It comes to no surprise that for taxpayers and professionals, as a matter of fact, that even though the IRS tries their best to issue clear notices to inform taxpayers of potential issues, the notices at times can be extremely confusing. And that's the problem that we face in our industry even currently. Even with all these years of experience, we still get noticed and we still do not know what we are doing because we don't know what the IRS is trying to say. And then not to mention erroneous or inaccurate notices that have been issued by the pandemic. Therefore, I decided to specialize in representation of taxpayers before the IRS this feel in itself, it's quite challenging, but it is extremely rewarding whether you do tax preparation, planning, consulting, or representation. You know, for tax preparation, get that satisfaction that you're helping somebody understand our tax system. And then when they go, ah, oh, I got it. Okay, well then that's a satisfaction and I love it. And I really liked it when I was doing tax preparation. But again, I decided to specialize in the representation world because I definitely feel that there was a need for this. There was a lot of people that would get letters and actually from other tax professionals that would not really understand how to properly handle the notices and how to properly, whenever a taxpayer would be selected for an audit, they wouldn't really know how to handle it. And that's why... I decided to branch off and specialize in representation. Many people have asked me throughout the years, they have asked me, hey, do you like what you do? Therefore, I explained that I would like to answer that question in two parts. And the reason I would like to answer in two parts is because I represent taxpayers before the IRS. Therefore, there is a time where I am educating the people about their tax problems. They get a notice and they don't understand why they got that notice. And I explain the purpose of that notice. I review their documents and maybe see why they made a mistake and why the IRS is issuing those notices. 
and I address of how to potentially fix their problems. And this part of what I do is what I really like. Then, of course, there's a time where I'm speaking to the IRS personnel when I'm actively representing a client and I am presenting the position of my client and why the position of my client is correct. As in every field, there are good characters and bad characters. And that is when our career becomes quite challenging. As we know, the IRS is in place to enforce tax law, right? To make sure everyone complies with their requirements and responsibilities. The IRS has their internal revenue manual. These manuals instruct their personnel of processes, directions, of how to process returns, issue notices, process correspondence, how to examine income taxes, how to collect from taxpayers, etc. As we know, IRS personnel has had a continuous challenge in the area of personnel. While there are some agents that are heavily trained, there are some agents that just started. However, this is quite dangerous. These agents have not been properly trained. Since these agents have not been properly trained, sometimes they tend to fill the gaps of their knowledge with their own conclusions. And that is extremely dangerous. And that's the part where I do not like. Okay? Because I shouldn't be responsible to train IRS personnel. I'm responsible for the client that hired me. And when I call the IRS, I expect for them to know because there's two professionals talking to each other, communicating, and I expect for them to quickly and easily process the information that I'm delivering. And that that is what makes our job quite difficult on the side of the IRS because I don't mind explaining to my client and I actually love explaining to my client why they're getting that notice, why they been selected for audit or why they owe that balance. However, I do not like me having to break down stuff for IRS. Yes, sometimes I have to refer the agent that I'm talking to on the phone to a specific internal revenue manual. And that is when my job gets quite frustrating. Now I have to, I read the manual. I don't know exactly where it is, but I know that I read it. So I have to go back, find the internal revenue manual, manual section and point the agent to the right direction. You see, there's a quote that I really like from George Bernard, and it says, beware of false knowledge. It is more dangerous than ignorance. You see, providing wrong information, especially coming directly from IRS personnel, is extremely damaging to our tax system. Assuming that taxpayers would give up the right to be represented, meaning they're not going to hire me, they're not going to hire any tax professionals to potentially save money, the IRS providing wrong information would be detrimental. 
They would only affect the taxpayer. And instead of resolving their tax issue, they would only make it bigger and the problem will just never end. So therefore, that's what makes our job extremely difficult at times. However, as I mentioned, in the field, there's good characters and bad characters. When people contact me, such as clients, and they want to do the right thing, of course, I would love to do this. I would love to explain to you. And same thing with the IRS personnel. Sometimes the IRS personnel, we're discussing the taxpayer's position, not in a way that is subject to our opinions, but it's objective, which is based on what the rules and law says. The problem is when our opinions get involved with our decision-making, and that's what makes it difficult. Our opinions will definitely affect the outcome of whatever we're trying to do. But the problem and the challenge within the industry is that we must try to resolve this without getting our feelings or our opinions in the way makes our career a little challenging at times. So to answer the bottom line questions, do I like what I do? I absolutely love what I do. And I love educating the people. I love educating taxpayers when they come into my office. And I love educating other tax professionals on tips that I've learned along the way. However, what I do not like is having to educate IRS staff. This makes our job as tax professionals, and it makes you as a taxpayer struggle 10, 15, 20 times more. Our responsibility is to educate our clients about our tax system, not the IRS. You see, the IRS collects the money from the people to serve the people, right? They collect it, and... They need to serve the people, okay? And the issue here is that it's having a lot of difficulties due to budgets and I would say sometimes leadership, leadership problems. They should get it together because a lot of taxpayers rely on everything that they say and they have the responsibility to issue clear communications to the American people and other tax professionals to be able to comply with rules and with the law. I hope that you will enjoy this podcast and you will find it informative and educational. I really believe that a lot of people will benefit from this, whether you're a taxpayer and you're learning about our tax system or you're a tax preparer or you're a tax professional. I will bring in some prior clients that would like to share their stories that I've assisted in the past. I will also bring business owners as well from other professionals and try to answer their questions to their specific niche. And that's very important because some professions may require different tax strategies to be able to fully assist them. I will be bringing in Other professionals as well, such as payroll specialists, certified public accountants, attorneys in the the near future, and of course, other enroll agents. I am excited about this podcast, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. Thank you. 
This podcast was brought to you by Tax Professionals of Austin, where we know and defend your taxpayer bill of rights. If you or anyone you know have tax problems, please visit our website at www.mytaxprofessionals.com.